Welcome to the really useful podcast from MakeUseOf.com. I'm Christian Corley, and joining me this week is Gavin Phillips. Hey, Gavin. Hey, Christian. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I've just been uh, I've just obviously we just started talking, and we, we do we do this on Skype usually uh, until the day rise when we're actually all in the same room, which might happen. You never know. Um, but most important to pertinent to what I was going to say is Skype tells me that we haven't spoken for three months, and I don't think that's correct. I don't know. It must have been quite a long time since uh, we recorded the we recorded a podcast together, and then we had the 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 the, the break in the middle of the the year. So it, it could have been that 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 long. It could be three months. It could be yeah. Wow. So it's, yeah, because it's first of July today, isn't it? Yeah, the first of July. So and we restarted this run. We started this new run on the first of the beginning of June. So yeah, it, it could have been. It could have been end of April or beginning of May, couldn't it? So yeah, it could have been three months. Great Scott. Well, there you go. Uh, in this week's really useful podcast, we're going to be looking at uh, change to how YouTube does video recommendations. We're also going to be checking out Amazon Prime Day 2019. And then we'll be giving you some tips about TikTok. What is it? What's it do? What's it for? How can you find out what motherboard you have if you're planning to uh, upgrade and want to be sure that what you add to your system is compatible? And how can you know if you're on a 64-bit or a 32-bit version of Windows? The most important thing, I think, uh, with the news... It's probably Amazon Prime Day, but I think this new feature of YouTube's on uh, improving what you see is pretty important. I have a pair of, uh, well, I have three children, uh, two are twins. They've just turned eight, and we have a YouTube app on the TV. And they, although I encourage them to watch things like Colin Furs and Maddie Moat, things that might be more educational. Um, although, of course, I suppose the jury's out in some respects with Colin Furs because <laughs> it just does tend to turn into a party um, of sorts uh, they, they do kind of veer towards watching kind of trashy mm. kid youtubers like stuff you don't want your stuff you don't want them to polluted watch. with yeah exactly yeah and we I'm, because i use like my my primary youtube account is one that's on the tv so mm. i i go on on my phone or on my pc and i see YouTube recommendations and it's all sort of Trinity and beyond and mm. other stuff. I don't put those slime videos. God almighty slime videos. Oh God. My, uh, my girl's like watching the, the, the LOL or LOL dolls. I don't know if you've, you've encountered those, uh, yeah, my, but they're my, like my the unboxing videos. Yeah. And right. it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, coming on one day and suddenly finding the entire timeline full of these videos. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> have to put a stop to this because the next thing is of course you're in a supermarket or whatever and they see it on the shelf and then you don't get any peace until until it's in the car with you on the way home so and then your car's covered in sprinkles which is oh it's just oh it's awful i'm glad it's not just me <laughs> <laughs> the pain of parents worldwide i'm, I'm sure yeah so um youtube has announced that it is doing more to put you in the driver's seat it quotes uh, to help viewers find new interests and passions and that you dear listener are the one true expert able to do that so uh you can now stop certain channels being recommended booyah <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's all i need to know from this piece of news to be honest with you um i 
you basically just uh, click the three dot menu next to the video and select don't recommend channel and you know that's that's it you're done um I, i'm gathering you're as excited about this as i am perhaps gavin yeah, I am. Yeah, I think um, also for when you like you do watch a video about maybe a controversial topic because you want to understand a little bit more, but you don't then want every single video after it ever to be suggested to you. And that definitely yeah. seems to happen, doesn't it? So being able to watch one video, understand it, shut it off. That's perfect. I, I really like that. Yeah, I, I like this as well. That's good. That's good. We'll move on. Um, yeah, so check that out. Um, it should be on all YouTube accounts by now. I'm going to be uh, making exercising my right to uh, cancel some channels <laughs> later on today. Amazon Prime 2019 is coming. It will last 48 hours. That's two days. It will hit... Well, what will it hit? It won't hit stores, will it? It will hit Amazon. It will hit your Amazon account on July the 15th and July the 16th, kicking off at 12 a.m. Pacific time on Monday, July the 15th, ending 11.59 Pacific time on July the 16th. Prime Day 2018 was a mere 36 hours. Uh, Prime Day 2019 will be open to Prime subscribers in the US, UK, Spain, Singapore, Netherlands, that's Holland to most of us, Mexico, Luxembourg, Japan, Italy, India, Germany, France, China, Canada, Belgium, Austria, Australia, and for the first time ever, the United Arab Emirates. I feel like I've repeated some countries there, but apparently I have not. <laughs> Do you have Amazon Prime, Gavin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the amount of savings you do make over if you do purchase stuff frequently is well worth it. And I don't have a Netflix account, but... Uh, I do use Amazon Prime Video quite a lot, and I watch quite a lot of stuff on there. It is um, worth it for the TV alone, I think. Yeah, I think I think it has caught up a lot with Netflix in in recent years. Some of the stuff on there is questionable, but I think some of the stuff on Netflix is questionable as well. So yeah, it's you know swings and roundabouts. But the added bonus, yeah, of you know cheap or free next day delivery make makes it a big big plus. I do wonder, I'm just going off on a tangent there, I do wonder about the, um, the the quality of the TV on Amazon. I wonder how some of the shows actually get on there, feeling mm. charitably that I could produce material that's superior to some of the shows that are on Amazon Prime. Well, absolutely. Uh, it's one of those ones that as soon as you click away from the, you know, the top tier of programming and you get into sort of the underside of, of what's on there you find some really like dreadful dreadfully produced stuff you know it's the stuff that's padding it out and letting yeah. them say we've got twelve thousand films or whatever and it's like well maybe only like 200 of those are actually worth watching you know if you want to keep your sanity yeah it's a funny thing i mean the whole you know we'd be um you know popular the population split of of demographics and what have you don't really fit particularly well into tv channels because it's really about what's popular and systems mm. of, of showing tv and what's popular and what's, what have you but i i it always amuses me that you know in this age of just taking a step back like back a generation to you know digital tv and all these digital tv channels that we have that really you know it's a long way from the days of, you know, 20 million plus in the UK, probably more in the US, watching the same channel at the same time. It simply doesn't happen anymore. And it, it always puts me in mind of a, another podcast that I work on. 
at one stage was doing really, really well. It was getting about 2,000 listens mm. um, per, per week, which was more than some shows broadcast in the UK on TV actually get. Wow. On, um, you know, on your, on the satellite shows, uh, channels like ITV three and four and those, those types of channels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I think with, with Netflix and Amazon, obviously they don't get the massive, massive views that big sporting events on TV get, but they are doing really, really well. And I think they, 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 I think it's worth everyone having them, but back to Amazon prime. Mm. Uh, have you, have you ever got a good bargain on Amazon prime day? Um, computer hardware. Definitely. Um, I always have various bits of hardware and stuff in my uh, wish list and stuff. So if I see that it's gone down by what I think I want to pay for it realistically, um, yeah. try and snap it up. I've got a lot of board games and books in there and, and stuff as well. And they don't seem to get the same level of discount on Prime Day. It does seem to focus more on, you know, hardware and uh, consumer goods and jewellery, all that sort of stuff. So, um but I think definitely there's a lot of stuff on there with, with the the lightning deals. You can find maybe it's it's always things you're not quite expecting you might want, and then you suddenly see oh god that's got sixty seven percent off or whatever, and you think yeah I do want that for sixty seven percent less than uh, than it was advertised for. I always, I just get suspicious about discounts of that size. Oh. I mean, if they can afford to make it <clears throat> that much cheaper now, why isn't it that much cheaper all the time? Well, uh, what sort of a hit are they taking here or is it just that there is no hit <laughs> exactly please exactly yeah exactly yeah uh so yeah i um i can't really think of anything significant i bought on amazon prime day other than a a fire stick i think a fire stick oh uh, yeah, fire yeah. Stick, yeah 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 <laughs> so not a stick that was on fire because i mean how are they gonna transport that to you <laughs> well the, the light is at the front door so uh yeah but uh, yeah bargains are plenty to be had uh but obviously you know don't buy anything that you don't need i would say just um you know spend money on what you need don't don't buy don't don't be blinded by bargains there's also um the camel 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 you can check uh, the Amazon items price history and see if they haven't bumped the price up in the last week or two to make the discount on it seem way larger than it, than it actually is. So it's always yeah. worth cross-referencing. Is that, is that .com now, Camel, Camel, Camel? That is .com, yeah, Camel, 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 .com. Uh, you just copy and paste the Amazon item URL into the site and it gives you a list of, of um, the recent price history. Um, I will give you the link for that in the show notes, along with everything else that we speak about in this week's really useful podcast. Um, now, by now, you should be aware that you can listen to the show on uh, iTunes and Spotify and uh, Transistor.fm and pretty much anywhere that you pick up podcasts. If, um, if you know someone who would benefit from uh, what we like to call the tech podcast for technophobes, um, someone who would benefit from having some basic um, appreciation of other compli- possibly complicated things to do with technology and social media and productivity tips. Um, give them the link, show them how to subscribe to a podcast um, or point them towards uh, YouTube where we are also 
available to listen to. We're going to move on to some tips now. Um, TikTok, how does it work and what on earth is it? I um, I messed around with t- TikTok some time ago. I've lost it. I can't find it. I was looking for it earlier on. Um, shortly after it launched, and I was doing some kind of Yoda impersonation. <laughs> Or something, as you do, you know. Um, it's basically a um, a short video service of people dancing and prattling about, basically doing silly things. And they're, they're, they're quite popular videos. They're um, you know they get shared all over on Facebook and Twitter and what have you. Um, it's they're basically short, amusing, or performative videos. I suppose that's the best way to put it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. It- I've not posted on it myself, I must say. Um, but some of the videos on there are, are absolutely hilarious. It it sort of picked up the slack when when Vine died off, didn't it? it yeah, it yeah. Moved straight into that area, and Vine appeared really successful and popular at the time. So it was a shame that they they killed it off. But it's good that something's um, picked up the slack there and, and giving people that short video creative bursting because people can quite quickly build up little series of of themed videos as well can't they yeah so it's uh yeah it's quite it's it's fun and it's a lot it's very popular with um sort of school-aged children and students from what mm. i can see uh i yeah so um tiktok is uh an app and you install it on your device and then you do your you, you know you choose what you want to do you hit it um, it has filters and it's you know it's 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 remarkable in its simplicity and that's that's pretty much it it's um it's entertaining it's fun you can follow people you can create your own tiktoks and um yeah it's it's probably it's not the biggest um but it's I wouldn't be surprised if it was the fastest growing. It's certainly the hottest at the moment, um, social media app for kids. And, you know, kids, um, you know, there, there are kids who have Facebook accounts, there are kids who have Twitter accounts, but it does largely seem to be sort of Instagram, mm. uh, WhatsApp, Snapchat, and TikTok that kids are using these days. Yeah. Uh, one nice thing, I think, is the the sort of challenges that people appear to put on there so people respond to them don't they it's like a, a specific dance and then you can record your own one and upload it and and carry on the craze that way sort of like making memes out of um different little challenges yeah yeah that, that's definitely fun um i obviously have um two left toes at the end of my legs so uh, <laughs> that's how well i dance so i won't be doing any of that i can tell you yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah that's tiktok if you use tiktok let us know how you uh, get on with that i'm sure it's uh is more suited to uh, younger people not entirely sure what our audience is i'm assuming <laughs> it's mostly not younger people though um but uh hello to you dear audience okay <laughs> what sort of motherboard do you have um this is kind of largely aimed towards um desktop pc users although there is some use for laptop users as well um but basically if you're new uh if you're planning to upgrade something it might be just a new hard drive or a new optical disk drive into your pc because they're they're kind of the basic the the most easy um additions to make It it might be memory it might be new cpu whatever you need to know what type 
of motherboard your system is using. And there are various ways of doing this. Uh, there's a great article has been put together by um, one of our really useful podcast hosts, Megan Ellis, uh, which explains how to find out what kind of motherboard you have. Um, it's worth pointing out that there are some systems that seem to be um, unable to tell you what sort of motherboard you have. For instance, mine, um, I'm using, at the moment, I'm recording this on an Asus FX504. And if I use the, the built-in Windows method of finding out using the MS Info 32 mm. software, um, it just won't tell me what motherboard I've got. It'll just tell me it's an Asus and that's it. Well, that's interesting. So it doesn't give you, doesn't give, me a model give you separate information for the system model or the baseband me... or anything. Uh, yeah, um, the, the base. I think it's the baseband version. It'll tell you, but the base, uh, baseboard manufacturer will tell you, but the system model and the system, the system manufacturer will tell you, but the system model it won't tell you. That is strange. I wonder yeah, why that is. Yeah, yeah. And but I think it... when Megan wrote that article, I think she was having the same problem with her own, which I think why she, which is also an Asus. So I think it's an Asus thing. Ah, uh, okay. There must be a reason behind it then. Yeah, yeah. So I know I sent her the image that she's used in the article is, is from, from my computer, I've just realized. Right, <laughs> right, okay. Um, but then, so if you use one of the alternative methods, so the, my go-to is always uh, CPU-Z, which yeah. is a yeah, yeah. great little piece of software, and it tells you uh, not only about your motherboard, but the, the type of memory you have installed, about your CPU um, and, and a bunch of other benchmarks that are really useful if you're looking to upgrade or, or just want to know more about what's going on in, in your computer. So that's that's CPU-Z. I haven't used that on this computer, so I can't tell you the answer to that. I would be surprised if it didn't work. Mm. Um, I've used it in the past. It's been really re- reliable and helps out with, um, you know, for benchmarking in particular in the mm. past. So. Uh, yeah, I'd be really surprised if that didn't work. Bellark's another one I've used as well. Although I, I get a bit annoyed by just how much information Bellark gives you and how long it can take sometimes. It's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, even on current PCs, it seems to take longer than it really should. Ah, uh, okay. I feel. Yeah, I don't, I've not, not used it for a long time. I mean, the other one I've used is um, uh, Piriform's Specky. Um that, that gives you a lot of information as well, uh, including kind of your, your operating temperatures and, and everything in between. So that, that, that's quite a handy one. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically um, th- three or four tools we mentioned there for you to find out what motherboards you have. The easiest way is to use, um, if you, and this is for if you're using a Windows system, is um, to uh, hit the Windows button, type MS Info 3.2 and press Enter. And uh, that will bring up the uh, Microsoft System Information Overview. And which will quickly tell you um, what you've got. Yeah, baseboard manufacturer mine, Asus Tech Computer. Uh, so, uh, oh, no, it's actually wrong. It's the baseboard model it doesn't show. It's not the uh, system model. It does show the system model. It's baseboard model it doesn't show. Mm. And baseboard name is baseboard. So. <laughs> <laughs> so helpful yeah totally yeah um there's a very good chance unless you're using an asus that your um motherboard will um reveal a bit more information and it, it is useful whether you're upgrading or not like gavin says it's useful to know what you've actually got in your box 
Uh, it's, it's, knowing what motherboard you've got can help you with troubleshooting problems. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's always good to know what, what's actually going on in there. It's like you said, especially if you have a, an unexpected problem or you need to describe a problem to someone, um, say, over the phone. Then they'll know what they're dealing with as well and, and you'll be more articulate about describing the issue. So it's, it is well worthwhile. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to um, something slightly related. Um, do you have 32-bit or 64-bit windows? And how do you tell? Uh, Gavin, you wrote this. So, first of all, it's probably worth having a, a quick overview of why we have 32-bit and 64-bit. Well, the the easiest way to, to look at it, I think, is just in the, a 64-bit processor. Um can perform faster calculations um, and therefore it can handle more more data which makes your computing experience faster uh, in conjunction with it being faster a 64-bit processor can also use more memory that's your your RAM so a 32-bit processor is limited to four gigabytes of, of RAM Whereas a 64-bit processor, you can you can go up and up and up and up. Um, so it has many more memory locations. So if you have more RAM with a faster processor, you're going to have a better computing experience. Um, as so many programs now are um, getting a lot more resource heavy. For instance, if you've used Google Chrome is a notorious um, RAM hog. Um, if you ever open your your task manager on your computer, you you might notice that if you've got more than a few tabs open, it, it appears to be using several gigabytes of RAM, and that and that definitely does happen. So uh, if you have more RAM, programs like Chrome aren't um, stealing so much of the the system resources, and you're able to run more programs concurrently. So it's well worthwhile. Absolutely. Uh... Which is, um, I think, every, I mean, like smartphones and tablets, even the Raspberry Pi, they run 64-bit systems now. It, it is, it's, at this moment, it's like everything's moving off 32-bit. There's uh, Linux distri distributions are moving away from 32-bit. Some are maintaining 32-bit, um, but some of them, like Ubuntu, are moving away from 32-bit mm. and producing only 64-bit. It does appear we're sort of definitely at the crossroads now where, like you said, a lot of programs are, are giving up. Um, I know we use uh, VirtualBox quite a lot and yep. they've got two pathways now. So the, the old version 5 pathway, you can still use 32-bit software, but the, the newer version, version 6 and onwards, only handles 64-bit uh, virtual machines. So, um, yeah, this, we're definitely splitting into two distinct pathways of computing yeah so how do you tell the difference between um well what what how do you tell what version of windows you're using gavin well the easiest way um on a windows so i'm using windows 10 um i would press the windows key and x to open uh what sometimes referred to as the power menu and on the power menu you have an option for system um a new window opens and you can scroll down to the device specifications and it'll be there and uh, check for your system type. And under system type, it will tell you whether you have a 64-bit operating system and a 64-bit uh, processor. Uh, and that's probably 
the easiest way, really. Um, there's another quick, easy way. Um, using the command prompt, you can type command in your start menu search bar, um, right-click the best match and select run as administrator, and then input the command set and then pro, that's just P-R-O, uh, and press enter. And again, that will show you um, a lot of information about whether you are running a 64-bit system or not. Um, yes, two very quick and easy methods. Excellent. Useful stuff. Useful tips there. Um, that kind of brings us to the end of our tippage. Tippage? That's a new word. Um, <laughs> this week's really useful podcast. Although, before we proceed, I think it's probably best to pick up on a conversation that I had last time out with James. And we, we were talking about the Bitcoin rally, which seems to have eased off over the last few days, Gavin. Yeah, so it, it, it definitely rocketed, didn't it? We uh, we touched about $14,000 in the end. I think that was the case. Um, there was always going to be a significant pullback, which was expected. Um, there are a lot of people speculating that this was going to be it. This is going to be up to $100,000 or, or something similar. Um, I do think it's going to continue rising, but there needs to be another sideways period of accumulation now before perhaps another push up to uh, beating its all-time high of, of $20,000-ish. Yeah. Are you thinking of getting in? Uh, well, what I, I, I'm already slightly in. Um, I, I don't know if... Um, probably briefly worth saying during the last kind of uh last time this happened i bought a uh, hundred pounds worth of litecoin uh-huh um a few weeks later i swapped one of the 50s which is worth a bit more it was worth about 100 into ethereum um so i had about 200 and between the two of them it gave it was going to it was about 270 275 and then obviously everything crashed and i ended up with at its lowest about six months ago about 56 pounds uh-huh um so now everything um as everything went over 100 the other day i killed um i think i'd combined everything into ethereum at some point and then last week i combined everything into bitcoin ah uh, sensible <laughs> um so yeah it's um i've i it's probably about worth about five pounds more than it was when i combined it yeah, I think it, so. Yeah, I think going forward, Bitcoin is always going to be uh, the. It, it's like the store. It's like a storage of value rather than a currency. People want to use it as a, a currency, and it can be used as a currency, absolutely. But uh, it's definitely is more like digital gold than than spending a dollar. It, it sure, holds, yeah. holds the wealth more than than it has value as a currency. That's, that's my opinion on it, anyway. Um, as ever, this is not investing advice. <laughs> Please do your own research because the cryptocurrency markets are extremely volatile. So um, you are you are on your own. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so you know you can find out a bit more about um, the crypto kind of side of things with um, Gavin uh, and his um, his other team at uh, <laughs> blogsdecoded.com. So you'll uh, there'll be a, note, um, a link for that in the show notes um, as last time, and they've they've got their own podcast as well. So you can listen if you like Gavin's voice, you can listen to him as much as you like. Mm, come along. 
<laughs> uh, so that is the end of this week's really useful podcast, the Tech Podcast for Technophobes. Thanks to Gavin Phillips for joining me. I'm Christian Corley. And uh, you can find out more about what we're doing at makeuseof.com. Until next time, it's goodbye from us. Bye.